Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Well, we've been talking about mountain moving, learning to pray with passion and power. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we commit this word to you. We ask that you would anoint your spirit would anoint the Word of God, that it, that with the same power with which you released it, it may be re-released through your servant. We pray that you would internally witness to the truth. We pray you would guide and oversee. Anything inferior to that truth, we pray you would overrule. Pray you would fill your servant now in the precious and holy name of Jesus. And all the people said, we've been talking about prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is intimate, ongoing conversation between the father and his daughter and son. Intimate, ongoing conversation between. Can I ask you something? Are you trying to rehearse your prayers? Are you trying to make sure you get everything right? And are you thee and thou and the father? Are you intimately conversing with your father, recognizing that the hairs of your head are all numbered, that he knows you're down sitting and you're uprising, that he knows your thoughts from afar off, that he knows all is intimately acquainted with all your ways? Do you recognize that there's not a sparrow that falls across the universe, but that your father knows it and is intimately involved and cares about it? How much more does he care for you, O son and daughter of the living God? Are you becoming more and more, are you getting more and more revelation that your father wants an ongoing, intimate, ongoing conversation between you as his son or daughter and him as your father? Are you investing in that? Are you recognizing that God has ordained prayers, intimate conversation, and as we talked about three times ago, he uses prayer as a partnership vehicle, all right? Let me say this again. We've got people listening all over the world now, even in Muslim countries. We got a report this week that there are people all over this world listening to the Word, so I want to make sure that this goes right. Prayer is the vehicle by which God uses to get things done on the earth. That's His choice. Prayer is a vehicle that God the Father uses to get things done on the earth. And guess what? He uses it through the vehicle of His sons and daughters. It is His sons and daughters that He uses to get these things done. Now let's look at our Ephesians passage here. Chapter 1, we left off with this last time. Verse 15, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith, in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe. The exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe. Everybody say, that's me. According to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ 
when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. So that same power with which he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. Verse 21, now listen to this. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. That's talking about primarily in Paul's writings. That not only talks about earthly, earthly power, it's talking about those spirits, those demonic spirits under the headship of Satan. They are in hierarchy. They're principalities and powers and world forces of darkness. Jesus has been seated far above them and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Do you understand that the Lord Jesus Christ has been given all authority over every name, over every principality and power and world force of this darkness? He's put all things, watch this, under His, under Jesus' feet and gave Him, Jesus, to be the head of, over all things. He gave Him who is head of all things to the church. Everybody say, that's me which is his body, the fullness of him who dwells all in all. We reminded you last week that right before Jesus, after his crucifixion and burial and resurrection, right before the ascension, he said to the disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Did you notice this principle? That before you can successfully fulfill your assignment, you've got to recognize where the authority is. If you don't recognize where the authority is, then you're going to constantly be trying to do things in your own authority, and you're going to be defeated and frustrated. All authority in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. Now, therefore, go and make disciples. When you go to work, each day, do you dedicate, do you recognize that Jesus is the Lord of your business? If you don't, you won't have a business, your business will have you. Do you recognize that all authority in heaven and earth is under the feet of Jesus? Do you recognize when things are going haywire in the political system, do you recognize that there's one who has all authority in heaven and on earth? And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. All authority. And at that has been given to the church. What does that mean? God the Father, for whatever reason, has decided that there's some things He will not do without partnership with His children. There are things that God is not going to do without the partnership of His sons and daughters. And that link of connection is done through the vehicle of prayer. God has decided that, and He is sovereign, and it's not going to change this side of heaven. So the authority of Jesus, we, need, we said last time we need to get greater revelation of the love of God, that God loves us as much as He loves Jesus. We talked about the Scriptures there in John chapter 15 about how God has, the, the Lord has told us, chapter 17 rather, that He loves us as much as he loves Jesus and that we are to, Jesus prayed for us that we'd get revelation of that. Now love's been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit. We found out how we need to get greater revelation of authority when we pray. Greater revelation of our assignment. I want to say again, revelation of authority comes before 
taking on your assignment. Before you go out every day, you ought to recognize that there's one who has authority over you. And it's not the people of this world. It's not your customers or clients. It's not your family. It's not the president. There's one who has authority over you, all authority, and that is the Lord Jesus, the Lord of heaven. All authority in heaven and earth belongs to him. But you also got to realize and step into the authority he's given you to fulfill your assignment. Some of you are stay-at-home moms. you got the hardest job there is. There is not a harder job than that. It's the most difficult. It is unbelievably difficult. And some of you are working in the marketplace and being a mom. And yours is doubly difficult. Do you recognize the authority of the Lord Jesus over you? Do you recognize that his authority is over you? And as you pray over your family, do you recognize that he's going to give you the the strength and the authority to do what he's assigned you to do? You need it. you got to have it. Before you go out into that marketplace, and remember, this world is under the sway of the evil one, under his influence. We saw that last time in 1 John. The whole world lies under the influence of the evil one. Do you recognize that being the case, that the evil one has a lot of influence in all the systems of this world? Do you recognize that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus? Do you recognize that all authority in heaven and earth, he is the ultimate judge over all things? If we don't recognize that, we don't pray effectively. Because he is. And remember in the scripture where Jesus said that he, he said to the disciples when he sent them out, I give you all authority as you go and make disciples. He said, you will tread on serpents. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Mark 16, he said, these signs shall follow and accompany those who go out in my name, that is, under my commissioning. They'll dismiss demons. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Do you ever see any of that kind of a far? You ever see much of that going on nowadays? Probably not, because we don't understand authority. The word hadn't changed. He didn't withdraw that one. We don't understand authority. And that authority has been vested in his sons and daughters, the church. The word told us in in Mark 11, I'd like for you to go there, Mark 11, please. This This is about prayer. In this particular teaching about prayer, and there's all kind of teachings about prayer. And I don't know how long this series is going to last. I will tell you this. There is great opposition going on to this series. Probably as much or more than any that I've done in 20-something years. The enemy does not want this to be discovered. He doesn't want us to understand about prayer, because if we get it, he will lose ground. Ground, Enemy ground is taken through the vehicle of prayer. 
It's vital. It's critical. In Matthew 11, we see that Jesus is teaching about prayer. He was exercised in verse 17 because people were not recognizing the temple as the place of prayer. Everybody know that the temple now, this side of the cross and the resurrection and the coming of the Holy Spirit is your body. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. In verse 20, in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried from the roots which Jesus had spoken to. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. That literally in the Greek is have the God kind of faith. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain. Now notice what he didn't say. He didn't say, whoever just goes around claiming mountains. This is specific. He said, whoever says to this mountain right here that you're looking out and addressing, this mountain. Can I tell you something? You don't have authority in somebody else's world. You've got it on your mountain. It's in your world. Don't forget that now, because a lot of people have gotten out of bounds. Whoever says to this mountain, this identical, identical mountain that is staring you right in the face, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, how do you get that kind of confidence? Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It is an inner confidence. How do you get it? Romans 10.17, faith comes by and hearing by the Word of God. So I've got confidence in my inner man from the Word of God of how it's going to turn out. So I can speak to that mountain and I already know what is going to happen. I don't care if I don't see a single rock move. I know that when I speak in faith, my God may be tunneling from the backside, but the mountain's going to move. Many of us give up way too soon because we don't see anything cracking and moving when God is tunneling from underneath and on the backside and is ready to collapse a mountain. And a lot of times we walk off before it's God's timing. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart but believes that what he says takes place, he will have future. He will, future, have whatever he says present, says, present, continual. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you what? Pray. Believe that you receive them and you will. Believe that you receive them present and you will, future, have them. You know the difference between receiving and having? You receive something by faith in that spirit realm which is true beyond what we see with our, with our eyes and what we hear with our ears. These are facts and they're subject to change. Truth is eternal. And so we see when we go and connect with a promise of God, 
when we connect with that promise of God. We receive when we pray. We have later than we pray. Have in manifestation, visually touching and seeing that which we have already received. Does everybody understand that? That's how faith works. That's how faith works. And it is in the context, notice Jesus said, it's in the context of prayer. Now we said this last time, but I can't go by without verse 25. Look, when you pray, you've got to forgive. Nothing will block a faith, a prayer of mountain-moving faith like a refusal to forgive. Jesus said, don't do it for you. Jesus said, do it for my sake. Sometimes people hurt you so badly, you can't even get motivated to pray for them when you think about them. Just get them out of your mind. Go before Jesus and say, Lord, uh, for your sake, because you asked me to, I hereby forgive them as you have forgiven me. God will give you the grace to do it. It's not about them, it's about him. And can I tell you something? If you'll make it about him, he'll make it about you. Because then he will release you from having to carry that person. You have been in your inner man spending so much energy trying to make them get it or pay. Mountain moving faith. Mountain moving faith. So uh, here's a couple of things that I want to recommend to you. And a couple of these terms I have received from John Eldridge in his wonderful book on mountain-moving faith. So here's just some practical things. When you go to prayer, can I ask you something? Where do you need the most grace? Where do you need the most favor and ability from God? What is it that's hurting you the most? Where is it that you have the most pressure? Where is it that you see things in a most chaotic state? Where is it that constantly and what is it absorbs your attention? Where is that critical need that you have? Is it your physical health? Is it your finances? Is it relationships that are broken? Uh, whatever it is, you know what it is. Remember these two words. When you go to prayer about those circumstances and situations, remember, i got to bring them into alignment. That is, I've got to get the right perspective. I consecrate myself, alignment and enforcement. My prayers should be alignment first and enforcement next. What do you mean by alignment? Recognize who owns the situation and has authority over it. Recognize the situation and who has authority over that situation. Who has all authority in heaven and earth? Now, some of y'all are gotten distracted. You better listen to this. It's going to change your life now. If you get hold of this, I'm telling you, it'll change your life. That place where you're hurt and broken. Alignment. What would that sound like, Pastor? 
Well, let me just see. Let me give you an example. Let's say that there's something going on in your body. You're sick. All right? You're fighting a battle of healing. All right? Now, I'm going I'm to pray over some people that, that I know I won't embarrass or they'll, they'll come back next Sunday. All right? Father, I thank you that you created me in my mother's womb. I thank you that there's not a cell of my body that you hadn't fashioned. I thank you, O oh God, that my frame is not hidden from you. And I thank you that you have redeemed me, spirit, soul, and body. I thank you, O oh God, that you love me and everything there is about me. I thank you, O oh God, that my body is the temple of your spirit right now. What am I doing? Alignment. Whose circumstance, whose situation is it? Huh? Who has authority over it? Are you with me? Alignment. I commit ownership. I consecrate. And Lord, I hereby offer my body to you a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you. I release my body over to you. Alignment. What about enforcement? And Father, in the mighty name of Jesus who lives in me, I believe the mighty promise that at the cross you took on yourself my infirmities and you carried away my diseases and by your stripes I was healed. And Father, I believe that the faithful prayer of the righteous makes great power available. And I pray that God, when the prayer of faith and the anointing of oil is prayed over me, that there is released in me, there is released in me the virtue of the healing power of Jesus, and that you will save and deliver me. And I give you glory and honor enforcement. Amen. Alignment and enforcement. It doesn't hurt to get under covering prayer either, does it? We're going to talk about that as we go. I'm telling you, the devil don't want anybody to get revelation of this now. Woo-wee. But he is not going to prevail. What about finances? What about finances? Like I say, you just, you just listen to the content now. I mean, I, some people I know won't be embarrassed. What about finances? Father, I thank you that every one of the assets and liabilities of my life are under your control and your lordship. I thank you, O oh God, that you are my provider. I declare, O oh God, that I know that it's not my customers, it's not my clients, it's not me. I thank you, O oh God, that you know all there is to know about me, and I thank you that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. I thank you that you meet all my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Alignment, are you hearing me? It's yours. I thank you, O oh God, that you gave me the position and the job 
and the favor, any favor that I have has come from you. And I give you praise. You have given me this position. Alignment. What about enforcement? Father, I hereby thank you and I declare that according to your holy and mighty word, that you have blessed me that I might be a blessing. I thank you, O oh God, that you're going to bless those who bless me. And so I thank you, O oh God, that you're out there blessing my customers, my clients, and every source of income that I have. I thank you that you're giving me favor today. I thank you that as I walk into banks or boardrooms, I already am preceded by you, that you're giving me holy and, and righteous favor, that you're going to give me wisdom in how to answer questions and resolve issues. I thank you, O oh God, that you are calling people out day and night to do business with me. I thank you that you are saving the customers that I have that have been given to me by you and that nothing can take them out of your hand. I thank you, O oh God, that as I tithe and release that portion of what you have told me belongs to you into your kingdom, you open the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing till it overflows and you rebuke the devourer on my behalf. I thank you and praise you that as I give and sow seed, you bless and multiply that, that I may sow again. Hallelujah. I'm about to preach just a little bit. Alignment and enforcement. And I hereby declare that the enemy has no authority over that which belongs to the Lord in my house. Not over my children, not over my husband, not over my wife, not over the peace of God in this house. Not over our finances, not over our health, not over our relationship. In the name of Jesus, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto Jesus and invested in me in the church. You disturbed about your weight? What about alignment? You trying to do everything outside of grace? Doesn't work, does it? What about if you say, oh God, my body is yours. You created me. You redeemed me. You gave me the genetics you desired me to have. And so, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this body. It is your temple. And I pray, God, that you would help me to know that my health is more important to you than my appearance. Forgive me for making appearance more than health. And Father, forgive me for forgetting that I am your precious son or daughter. That you love me, not on the basis of how I look or feel, but on the basis of how you feel about Lord Jesus. You are proud of me. I'm your son, your daughter. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God that my life is in your hands, that you're more than able to bring into my life those you've chosen and to make me attractive in the eyes of those you've chosen. Alignment. Alignment. What about enforcement? So right now, oh God, knowing that I belong to you, in the name of Jesus, I declare right now that the image of myself as fat has got to go. I declare right now that the inner image of me will be that of a precious son or daughter. 
I thank you that I'm fully loved and accepted in your sight. And I declare that these inner images have got to come down. And so I ask you in the name of Jesus to give me special grace in the area of, of, of my movement. Give me special grace, favor and ability in the choices I make about food. Special grace, Lord, in the area, oh God, of let your anointing rest on my metabolic rate. Let my metabolism be, be that which would be perfect in your eyes. And in the name of Jesus, I will not from this day forward see myself on the basis of how I may look to me or anybody else, but give me revelation of how I look to you as my son and daughter, your son and daughter. We're getting right down into life now, aren't we? Hallelujah. Alignment and enforcement. Learning how to pray. Learning how to pray. Well, Pastor, that is a hard thing to learn. Listen, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Can I tell you something? Making the enemy move off your God-given territory is something you've got to get invested in. Father, I pray that you would bring into my life those relationships. You are my God. You are my God. You care about everything there is to know about me. You know that evil men corrupt good morals. You know that I can't successfully follow you when there's the wrong covenants or partnerships in my life. I pray that you would bring repentance and faith Or you would remove those relationships that prohibit me from walking with you in intimacy. And I commit them all to you. I ask you, O oh God, for a mighty miracle of your grace to restore. Father, I'm not in control of anybody else's will. You'll have to do that. You're at work to do ill and to do of your good pleasure. But help me never to leave until I'm released and never to stay if I'm released. Alignment and enforcement. Enforcement, as you noticed through my examples, come by proclaiming the promises, the authority of the Word of God. Jesus said this, Matthew 16, The revelation that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Christ, the Son of the living God, that revelation is what's going to beat down the gates of hell. And I say unto you, the revelation that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, all authority is given unto me. Whatever you bind on earth shall, be, shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you release on earth shall have been released in heaven. Why? Because I will build my church on this rock of revelation.
Are you building the church? Do you have revelation of his lordships? Are you declaring that Jesus, you see the declaration of your mouth is the enforcement agency. That's how enforcement in spiritual authority is released. Jesus didn't think demons away. He told them, be gone. He told them it is written. That authority that you have in your inner man is released. You've got a speaking God. He is the Word, the eternal Word of God. You didn't even get saved unless you said something. You know Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. Can I ask you something? Are you taking authority over your workplace and your home, over your body, your finances? Don't be negligent. If you're negligent, you leave doors and windows open and the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.